You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Cosplay Confidential. We are live at Motor City Comic Con. Um, so a little background noise you hear, that's the con in action. Um, sadly, Kiki can't be here today, so you guys are stuck just with me, your favorite producer, Will. Um, and I am joined by two members of the 501st, Chris and Marcus. Um, and so hopefully today should be a little educational for everyone. Um, if you guys don't know, the 501st is a com- costuming cosplay group that specializes in Star Wars. We are, absolutely. <laughs> the world's largest, actually. Yeah, and you guys often get uh, called upon by Lucasfilm yourself, right, to help film when they need extras and stuff like that? Yeah, premieres, uh, special events that last the garrisons. Of course, they don't pay us or anything. We just do it for free because we enjoy doing it. So. You guys are from two different garrisons, right? You're... Yeah, I'm from the Ohio garrison. Yep, and I'm from he- uh, here in Michigan. All right. Um, how did you guys get started within the Bible first? You go first, Chris. I uh, I had a friend of mine close to the house that I lived in that knew I was a Star Wars fan. He ran a business and was actually having the 501st out at his business. So he told me I had to go. And when I saw all the life the life size action figures, I knew I had to be part of it. And that was ten years ago now. Uh, for me. Uh Star Wars fan. I'm 51, so I was like 10 when it came out in the theaters. Uh, I used to build the Death Star cardboard in my, you know, bedroom. Uh, of course, went in the army. Mom hung it, held on to my toys. That guy, otherwise I would kill her. But um, I decided I wanted to do Darth Vader here about uh, 2005, 2004, 2005. And Ruby's came out with the Darth Vader costume, but it wasn't approvable for the 501st. So, and then be with another guy, another police officer, because I'm a retired police officer. And he actually had uh, some of the good stuff. So I traded $1,000 rubies for about $5,000 worth of better Vader. And uh, so I've been doing Vader since then. And also do, uh, I'm with the Rebel Legion. Uh, so I do Tarful, uh, the Wookiee from Vengeance of the Sith. Nice. Now, I mean, so one thing the Battleverse is known for, you guys are very strict on your um, the outfits, your costumes. They have to be very much movie, right. movie um, accurate. Movie correct. accurate. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It, the 501st is, first and foremost, a costume unit. Yep. That's what we are. So our goal and our purpose is to look as movie accurate and as close to as we just stepped off the movie screen as we can. What we've done then is we then get to use that to do... We do stuff like this that's kind of just for fun, but then we do a lot of charity fundraisers and hospital visits and... Uh, shoot a trooper. They'll put stormtroopers up, and you can pelt, uh, pummel them with Nerf guns. Uh, sometimes us Vader's get up there, but we try to deflect the uh, Nerf parts. Um, uh, bounty hunt, where they'll come up and five dollars. You get a little badge. You give it to somebody, either yourself or somebody else, and they're out in the crowd. And these stormtroopers have to go find you. They capture you as a bounty, and they bring you back and throw you in a cell for a little while. Or you can, you know, for every five, ten minutes. Or you can bail yourself out for another donation. So, Yeah, I've, I've done that a few times at C2E2. It's super fun. Right. You know, you're putting the bounties out on your friends. So, now, 
what what advice would you guys give to someone who's looking to try to join the 501st? Like, is it best to maybe go hang out with you guys a few times then before sort of kind of jumping in to kind of commit to the time and the money it takes to, you know, get these appropriate costumes? Best advice is, yep, research, 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 and then research. Because the, w- the way the 501st has it set up is that each kind of costume has its own website dedicated to it that'll let you know where you can find the acceptable kinds of things because the stuff you find at a party store is not going to get it done. Yeah, they have a thing called the CRL, the Costume Reference Library, and all the time they're updating it. But uh, basically, that's your, your source. And uh, I think you'd be, well, I don't know if you can join as a guest member of the 501st, but I know you can the local uh, websites, like the local pages, like for him, Great Lakes Space, Ohio, stuff like that. Get on there as just a new user. Hey, I'm interested in this costume. It's how much you want to devote to it. It's not a cheap hobby. Uh, you know, let alone this trip. You know, it costs us some money. I had to drive three hours from Ohio, but it's worth it to hang out with my fellow members. And we're like a big family. We really are. So it's what you want to do. And what's cool about the 501st is Rebel Legion 2, you don't have to do one troop. That's an appearance. You don't have to do a year. That's it to stay active. So say you're professional, and there's a lot of us that are. You know, I think Anthony Daniels one time, just real quick, uh, I think he thought we were just a bunch of kids if you were playing. Well, he asked one guy, what do you do for a living? He says, I'm a doctor. The guy's in costume. He asked the other guy, what do you do? I'm a biologist. So Anthony Daniels was like, these are professionals, and they still like Star Wars and dressing up. Yeah, have you guys, have you guys noticed the uh, increase in membership over the last few years now that Disney is putting out the new films and cosplay is kind of becoming much more popular with the younger crowd? Very much so, yes. Absolutely. I would say every day uh, on our Facebook page for the Apollo base, that's the, good, that's the you know, Rebels down in the Ohio, every day we got new people being welcomed into the, to the base. So it's it's you know, same with the, the 501st, too, with the Ohio Garrison. Same every other day or every day we're getting new members, getting approved. Now, what's the difference between the 501st and the Rebels? Is it... Good guys all, and bad guys. Yeah. But it's ultimately the same organization. That yeah. Pop. Yeah. So the, the the quick history lesson was the 501st started in 1997. And it was strictly just the bad guys. And around, the, around 2000, they decided, hey, we need somewhere for all of the good guys, too, because this is kind of catching on. And so... They cre- rather than just try to figure out a way to keep everybody together and explain how do you have good guys and bad guys all in the same group, they made a separate group. That's the Rebel Legion. But here in Michigan, down in Ohio, we, we, do, we do everything together. We have... Now, don't get it wrong. Back in the day, there were two separate groups. Yeah. By the first end of that, the Rebels weren't invited. And then the Rebels did event, the five first were invited. When you can't get enough people to do a troop, say at least 10 or more, we finally said, you know what? We're all Star Wars customers. Why don't we play together? So from then on, it's been in harmony. So At least no. here. Yeah. There are, there are places where they still take the good guys and the bad guys a little too yeah. seriously. Yeah, so yeah, I say in Michigan and Ohio, we play well with others. So Usually Michigan and Ohio don't play well with each other. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Yeah, we. I use the word Michigan too. I, I don't like to say the word. We call it the state up north, which I not mentioned, being a diehard Buckeye fan. But uh, 
I'm enjoying the, the time up here with yeah. these guys. So. Now, do you guys got anyone in your troop that will do, like, you know, an event like this, a three-day event, will do a Rebel one day and then do a Empire the next day? Or that is... would be me. Okay. <laughs> so so what all do you do then? Well, right now I have, I have a Luke Skywalker costume for the Rebels, and then I have this, which is just a generic kind of a Imperial crewman for the bad guys. I did... Chewbacca for our group here for a number of years, but my the drywall stilts I had to wear to be tall enough were not agreeing with my feet. So, yeah, my my nickname is Wookie. Well, and I <laughs> I always think about doing a Wookie cosplay, but just the skills like it, that, that part worries me. Like I'm just like, how do you guys handle that? Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't bad. It just. It just wore, wore, wore me out. Yeah. I mean, now I'm 6'9 I'm out of costume. Okay. And uh, so I used to wear platforms for 57'4, which was the appropriate height for tarpaulin. Well, I had foot surgery, so I had to get rid of the platforms, otherwise it might kill me. And I went down to just uh, a bit of a build up. So I'm about 7'2, I guess, with the head on. So. Gotcha. That's still like. Um, yeah, so so there is for for each of the Wookies, there is exact heights you have to be to be able to do the Wookies. Well, or it's got to be what seven foot. Yeah, the the basic rule to get approved for a Wookie in the Rebel Legion, you've got to be seven foot tall at least in costume, unless you do like the yeah you do like the, the face characters like the little Jedi Padawan that was in the Clone Wars. Well, he was young, so he was only like five feet tall. So that one's okay to be shorter. But basic, basic Wookie rules is you got to be seven foot tall in costume. So me being only six foot tall myself, that's why I had like fifteen inch drywall stilts that I would wear, okay. so that I was at least relatively close to what what. Peter Mayhew was when he was dressed up as Chewie. Now, when you if you're selecting the Wookiee, do you have to say I'm doing this Wookiee from this movie, or like do people do more generic Wookiee costumes? I'm seeing more and more generics now. Uh, I mean, I picked. Uh, well, actually, I was I was doing Vader. I saw somebody doing a Chewie. I loved his Chewie. I said I could do a Wookiee. He suggested Tarful because of my build. Yeah. I was like, sounds great. So I was the first Tarful ever approved in the Rebel Legion. So. For those of you on the radio or on the podcast, Marcus is a big boy. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, che- and Chewie's kind of a, Chewie was kind of more of a slender, slender. build. Yeah, so, slender it, you know, could he have done it? Yeah. Does it look a whole lot better yeah, with, tarful, with, with yeah. his other character? Absolutely it does. Well, it probably helps you stand out a little bit more, too, at these events. Yeah. You know, or especially like sometimes I'm sure sometimes once in a while you bump into non five first Wookiee cosplayers, and then you, you're standing out a bit more doing someone who's not Chewbacca. Well, the only time it really works out to my favor is with when there actually is Chewbacca's there. Therefore, they go uh, Chewie's uncle. Yes. Yeah. You know, some people knew Tarful, but for the most part, we did the Indianapolis 500 parade. Okay. Okay. So we are in luxury. We're riding Corvettes. Okay. I never will forget this. So we're going around. There's like three or four spots where they announce, you know, who they are. So we get, for the most part, hey, Chewbacca and nothing. Okay. Finally, one goes, hey, it's Chewbacca and Chewbacca's uncle. You know, so 
So it's pretty funny, but yeah, if you just by yourself, you have no idea how many times I've called Chewbacca. I lose track. And I said, you know, so it looks like if you're going to call me Chewy, it looks like I went to Jamaica and got some dreadlocks. Okay, so. That's awesome. Like, so, like for your for your Wookiee outfits, did, now, did you guys, do you guys make any of them yourselves? Or do you guys, like, is there someone within the garrisons that usually helps make your costumes? Or did you guys go out and, like, purchase something from a third party? Uh, I made probably 80% of mine. Okay. I had the only... The only things that I didn't make myself was the actual underskull, underskull of the mask, because I have absolutely no skills along those lines, period, at all. And the leather, you know, bandolier in the pouch, again, I have zero skills along those lines, so I had people make those individual things for me. The rest of it I made myself. If you've ever had somebody make a latch hook rug with the little pieces of yarn that you kind of hook into the mesh that's that's what my suit was okay. it was six months in my basement of latch hooking synthetic hair into this into this suit and then it proceeded to be about four years worth of still collecting hairballs out of my basement <laughs> now for me i kind of cheated went a different route the same guy i told you he did a really excellent chewbacca i uh, commissioned him to do my tarful and uh, but since then, I've been doing it since 2009. I've had to replace numerous strands of fur because, like I say, every time you troop, you lose, you know, a good handful of fur. Um, and then uh, I've learned, but I've learned, I've learned how to uh, uh, push hair in because I've had to redo my mask because after a while, you know, the hair falls out. So you push hair in, and you learn how to latch hook and all these different, you know, traits of uh, keeping the wookie up, if you will. Okay, yeah, it's just, um, I can just imagine hair everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is so, if someone was looking to do a Wookiee alpha, is there a certain type of hair fabric that they would want to use, or? What's that, that it's, Rasta? It, well, it's, the type of fur they use is called Kanekalon. It's just, it's synthetic hair. Yeah. And there's, it, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the, Hair extension hair. It's I mean it's you know it's the stuff they make hair extensions out of. So there's every color you would want to, yeah. to ever see. You I mean you if you're doing a generic one, you have a little bit more room. I mean you still, you have to be within reason. I mean it's, you know it's got to be something, you know, brown, black, gray, blonde. You know I mean some you know a, a, a natural type of <laughs> haircut. You can't have you can't have you know fuchsia pink Wookiees running around. Now, there is a uh, young lady in Indiana. I think she's trying to do a white one. Fortunately, in Wookiee lore, white is bad luck. So, and they're kind of resistant uh, to approve her after all this time. And her head kind of looks like her husky. Okay. Her, her actual dog. So, um, but she's trying. I mean, she's a sweetheart, and she's done a lot of work in that costume. It's white, and like I said, in Wookiee War, white's supposed to be bad luck. So, and the, well, and and the thing with that is, and that's and this is what I would tell anybody who was thinking about some. Just go do it. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about whether it's going to get approved or whether you can join the yeah. Rebel Legion or the Five Hundred First. Was just go do it, man. It's, Have fun. 
It's a passion. That's that's what this all is all about. It's about taking what you love and having fun with it. So just yeah. So for your your, your imperial costume you're wearing today, yes. Did you make this one yourself, or did you? No this this one I just kind of assembled all together. Um, it's just it's a basic. This that's why I like this one because after. After six years worth of drywall stilts, this this thing that I can <laughs> that I can sit down in and you know actually not sweat to death and you know not be able to stand smelling myself in the car on the ride home. It, it does was, get bad. It, it's kind of nice. That's why I look at you like the the whenever I'm somewhere and I see someone wearing a Wookiee outfit, I'm just like. I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> Darth, believe it or not, Darth, Wookie ba- Darth is Vader little, is worse. Yes, yeah, exactly. You took the words out of my mouth because you have the suit, and then you have the surcoat, and then you have the chest armor, and then you have the belt, and well, then you have the outer robe. How, how much? How heavy would you say your Vader costume is? I would say with everything on, uh, as far as the robe, I would say it's what fifteen pounds. Oh, mine would no. I I I weighed because I had a Vader originally, um, and my. My helmet, I don't, I don't know whatever happened. They made my helmet out of lead or something. I don't know. I mean, sir, I had other Vaders hold, you know, pick up my helmet and were like, "What in the world is that?" It weighed thirty-five pounds. It takes a toll on your neck too when you go that heavy. Yeah, but the the Vader costume, you're like hermetically sealed in black leather and wool, and there's no breathing. That you know, yeah. there's no air movement. That there's nothing. You literally peel that bodysuit off. Ugh. Yeah, it's not a lot. Febreze is our friend. Yeah, I'm changing into a uh, Barth cosplay from Spaceballs. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm just, yeah, I'm just my first time wearing like kind of a heavier jumpsuit. I'm I'm worried I'm gonna sweat right through it. Well, (laughs) that's what we expect, though. I mean, when we do, when we get in, you know, we enjoy the coolness as much as we can. Uh, I have a little squirrel fan in my helmet to try to blow air up to my eyes to make sure I don't fog up when I'm Invader. We have nothing in the Wookiee. If I want some air, i got to open my mouth to get some air in there. Yeah. But when you do walk, the air does go through the mesh, and you can stay cool that way as much as you can. But you still get very warm. What's What's the longest you guys have been in, in the Vader and the Wookiee costumes? I did a movie. It was a fan film. I was in Vader for eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my record for Chewie. One of the celebrations that they had down in Orlando, I signed up. I signed up to do pretty much everything you could sign up to do. I was in the. I did the costume contest they had down there, and I signed up to do stuff for the Rebel Legion. That, so yeah, and it, it just there was just never a time to change. So yeah, it was about eight or nine hours, and what I what I had told people was by the time that eight or nine hours was up. George Lucas himself could have come up and told me, hey, I need you in your Chewie costume to come and do something for me. And I would have told him to get lost. That was it. I was done. But you know the best recruiting thing for the 501st is? Uh, you get the Blu-ray set, and at the end of it, uh, they get that extra about how they assemble all the troopers for the Rose Bowl parade yeah. in Pasadena. The passion, and when you see... The way that people got selected and how, you know, say he and I were both in the lottery, but they only want one of us. And the other one just gladly says, no, you go. You know, you deserve this. And, you know, even though you want to go, I mean, that's just a, the greatest recruiting 
thing, if you will, ever. Yeah, didn't they just use a bunch of stormtroopers uh, for the Mandalorian series or something? I yeah, read. Yeah, they need they need extras. They need stormtroopers, so yeah. they contact the local garrison and they got a bunch of stormtroopers. That's awesome. Um, so, real quick, I said this is a you know more cosplay podcast. I gotta go into little details here. You said you did the cosplay contest at Celebration one year. I did. How how'd you do? Uh, my category, I ended up coming in third. Okay, well, what was your category? I, Oh, I don't remember what they called it. I don't. They had different. They had yeah. They had different. I don't even remember what they called it. But um, no, there was there was a couple of costumes that other that just random people made. I don't know that they were. I don't think they were private first or anything. They just put an awful lot of work and an yeah. awful lot of time. And we normally into it. don't enter costume contests because of our you know accuracy with our costume. Yeah. I decided for the heck of it to put my Wookiee in. So I did Tarful. I got second. Okay. And here's a funny part for you that uh, I won second, and the three panelists were professional female cosplayers. They're gorgeous, of course. My wife would not let me go out to get my prize because she was jealous of the cosplayers. I actually messaged. Matter of fact, it was uh, uh, Vamp. Leanne the Vamp. Yeah. I messaged Leanne. And I said I wanted to come up and get my prize, but my wife would not let me. She goes. I understand. It's happened before. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what was the judging like, though? Was it pretty... Did it seem pretty intense, what they were looking for? Because I imagine Celebration, well, the cosplay contest, is probably pretty in-depth. It was, the one at Celebration was very... It was kind of funny, the one I did, at least, because we had to go first thing in the morning for, like, pre-judging just to make sure it was... You know, it, some guy with, you know, some kid with a Halloween costume wasn't going to show up and, yeah. you know, try to, which, which those are perfectly fine, but when you're, you know, doing a contest, yeah. you kind of. So I go in and I've got my suit, and the judges for my category was one of the guys who's in the Rebel Legion who has a Chewbacca and who helped me put mine together. So he just kind of looked, oh, it's you. Yeah, I know you. I know you made you. You know because you, cause you had to prove that you made your that yeah. you made it all and that you you know and all of that kinds of stuff. So, yeah, you're good. I know you. I know what you did. You're good. That's awesome. Um, any last thoughts that you guys have about the five first? Where can people find more information about your guys' local garrisons? Uh, you guys got any social media yourself you want to promote? The uh, the local Michigan group, the 501st group, is the Great Lakes Garrison. We do have a Facebook page, Great Lakes Garrison. It's greatlakesgarrison.com. Um, the Great Lakes Base is the Rebel Legion Michigan group. They have a Facebook page. We actually share the website. So, you know, the greatlakesgarrison.com website is actually the local information for everything. The uh, if you wanted to look and see, like what kinds of things are required for each kinds of costumes, that's fi- that's five hundred first dot com. That kind of stuff you can see without being a member. Like the 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 CRLs that Marcus was talking about earlier, and it's it's a list of everything, pictures, everything. You, know, you need this kind of boots and this kind of gloves and this kind of this and it, so those. That's 501st.com. There's also rebellegion.com for all the, the good guy information. 
Awesome. I just um, just remembered people are going to yell at me if I don't ask. We have one question we like to ask all the cosplayers who come on. All right. Um, when you guys are in, so when you when you in your Vader costume, how do you guys pee? We don't. <laughs> here's, here, well, here's here's the deal. Six years I did Chewy. It's not a matter of how do I never had to, because you sweat so much. That's true. I I, I, I honestly never had to, so it, I didn't it, think about that. It, it was true. it was never really an issue. Now. 15 minutes or so after I take it off. Oh, yeah. And, and my body realizes, hey, I'm okay now. Okay, well, yeah, then then, <laughs> then we're making a pretty brisk walk to the restroom. <laughs> it is ironic. I have a one-piece Vader suit, and they did put a zipper in. And I guess in that case, you would lift a cod piece up and, and access it that way. But like you said, you sweat so much, your body's trying to retain any water it can that uh, you don't have the urge to. So, yeah, that's that's a common answer we get. That or we get people saying they never drink water when they're in costume. It's like, eh, drink some water, stay hydrated, please. No, we well, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we take our heads off, our helmets off. We uh, we knock back some water. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much, guys. Remember. Hey guys, remember out there listening. This is Will from Casper Confidential. Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love. Thanks, everyone.